Father, we thank you. There is no God like you. You are the Alpha and you remain the Omega. Because even before the beginning you were and after the end you will still remain. We exalt you because you are a King. You are a God. You are everything to us. We thank you for your presence. We thank you for constant instruction. We thank you for gaining momentum. We give you all of the praise. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Come on, celebrate God. I know you can do better than that. I know this is not how you are celebrating God for day one of gaining momentum. Day two of gaining momentum. Day three of gaining momentum. Day four of gaining momentum. I know this is not how you are celebrating God for the different guest ministers that he brought, the prophets that he brought to us, the word that he sent to us. Come on, I know you can do better than that. Hallelujah. Praise God. I want you to greet someone beside you. And if you don't know them, they get a name and then be seated in God's wonderful presence. So get a name. This is family meeting. That means everyone in the room is a member of this family. Praise God. Please be seated. Okay. Um, for those of you who don't know me, my name is Mildred Kingsley Konko. And <laughs> it's possible someone might not know me because <laughs> you don't used to know Finnish. Um, so this year, the word that came forth is what? 2020 is the year of is the year of what? So it's important to me that you understand when you say that it is the year of the Lord, that you understand what you're saying. Um, there's an echo on this mic. So please, can you fix it for me? Okay. So it's important to me that you understand what you are saying when you say it's the year of the Lord. Um, maybe because of the times that we're living. And when I was teaching kingdom culture, I tried to explain that. Maybe because of the times that we're living, we don't understand when we use the word Lord. Maybe we understand president, we understand prime minister. And that is a far cry from what lordship is. You know, when it comes to a president, we vote them in. So if they misbehave, we can vote them out. If it comes to a prime minister, we vote them in so we can vote them out. The assignment is collaborative. So when we need anything done, we come together, we make the decision. When it comes to kingdoms and a king or a lord, it's not the same thing. It's not a democracy. A king or a lord means that he's in charge of everything. In other words, he's your master. It also means that he's your possessor. It means he's your owner. Okay, I don't want to go into all the Greek and Hebrew, but I've gone to study what the word lordship means, and that's exactly what it means. So this year, as much as we're crying, shouting, um, this is the year of the Lord, the Lord will fight your battle, you must also understand, for the Lord to fight your battle, he must be your Lord. For the Lord to be your shepherd, he must be your Lord. 
for the Lord to be your helper, he must be your Lord. In other words, what you are saying is this year is a year of submission. This year you're going to be submitted to the Lordship of Jesus, meaning that whatever he wants is what you will do. I don't mean to be a, a downer, what they call those things, Daisy Downer, that's not what I'm here to do, but I want you to understand fully what you are entering into this year. Let's start from Luke 17. I'll share a bit, then I want to share with you what to expect in this coming year. I have a few minutes um, before we have Reverend Elvis and Pastor Kingsley come in. Um, so Luke 17 from verse 7, I want to read the message translation. And this is Jesus speaking. He says, suppose one of you has a servant who comes in from plowing the field or tending the sheep. He said, will you take his coat, set the table and say, sit down and eat. Wouldn't you be more likely to say, prepare dinner, change your clothes and wait table for me until I've finished my coffee. Then go to the kitchen and have your supper. Does the servant get special thanks for doing what's expected of him? Jesus said, it's the same with you. When you've done everything expected of you, be matter of fact and say, the work is done. What we were told to do, we did. Let me read it to you in the Passion Translation. I tried to read this in many translations because I was hoping there was a loophole out of this, this thing. I was hoping that there was a version that would say, uh, no, after you have saved, you should be giving thanks. No. It says, the Passion Translation says, Jesus continued. After a servant has finished his work in the field or with the livestock, he doesn't immediately sit down to relax and eat. He says, no. A true servant prepares the food for his master and makes sure his master is served his meal before he sits down to eat his own. Verse 9 says, does the true servant expect to be thanked for doing what is required of him? So Jesus said, so learn this lesson. After doing all that is commanded of you, simply say, we are mere servants, undeserving of special praise, for we are just doing what is expected of us and fulfilling our duties. So this year, one of the things that I want you, one of the postures that I want you to have is this posture, that we are mere servants undeserving of praise. So this is not that year where they will tell you to do something and you will say, I see the way they even told us. Jesus said, anyhow they tell you is irrelevant. You go and do it and as you are doing it, you will say, I'm merely a servant undeserving of special praise for I'm just doing what is expected of me and fulfilling my duties. This year is the year of the Lord, meaning that it is only what the Lord wants that we do this year. This year is not about you it's not about, and you see, the beautiful thing about God is that if you seek his kingdom and his righteousness, in other words, his way of doing and being right, everything that other people are looking for will be running after you. I'm living proof. I've shared this many times before. I'm living proof of that. And that's one of the reasons why I say it consistently. If you serve God, you can never be neglected. The reason why a lot of people are not getting the best of God is because they are not giving God their best as well. If you don't give God the best of you, he can't give you the best of himself. So this year, you are going to serve God with your prayer, with your passion, and with your intelligence. 
So for those that don't know, I said it um, recently. I said one of the things that I'm going to do this year is I'm going to come back to actively pastoring. So um, let me formally say this. So in other words, what I'm saying to you is that I believe and I'm sensing that what's going to happen this coming year is that Pastor K has been elevated to a general overseer level. Praise God. So, what that means is that we're not going to weary him with the day-to-day running of Davis Christian Center. Because whether you like it or not, Pastor K has been sent to the body. And I think that if we try to tie him down, we will be disobeying God and be doing ourselves an injustice. That's not to say Pastor K will not be in church every Sunday and that he will not preach every Sunday. I'm just saying the daily daily run-ins, the administrative run-ins. Pastor Yomi. Show the space for him there. Okay. Sorry? So, you know all those things that you people do? Um, I'll give you an example. And I'm going to use that as the example. I heard there was a case recently. And just because it's the new year, I'm not going to do anything about it. But I heard over the over the course of the end of the year, choir was preparing for gaining momentum. As I'm saying, my body is shaking because I'm still angry about it. Choir was preparing for gaining momentum, and I believe one of the leaders um, said something about uniforms, and somebody in the choir had the audacity to tell their leader that they were incompetent. Long and short. And then someone else took the picture and said they were going to take the matter to Pastor Jethro. And that if Pastor Jethro doesn't do anything about it, they will take the matter to Pastor K. Which one? Which of the Pastor K? And I told them, I said, I dare you. You see, all those things that they will give you rules this year, and you say, I will just call Pastor K. I'm the one holding his phone this year. I dare you. Oh, please. For those of you who don't, because I know a lot of people were not here when I was actively pastoring or when I was heading the workforce. You see, a lot of things would change. Oh, a lot of things would change this year. You see, there's a difference between a house that has a mother in it and a house that is only men that is raising people. Mommy's back. Uh, back. There's something called spiritual home training. Mm. You see, what will happen is that those who cannot take it will leave. But I'm not gathering irresponsible children. I would rather you leave and I know the people I'm training that I can call children. But if you're going to be here, you will learn how we behave in the kingdom of God. There's a culture and there's an order. So all those, I'll just call Pastor okay. They'll tell you, there's six months counseling. You say, I've already fixed it. I'll just call Pastor okay. Please let me hear it. It is the morning of your wedding that I will come and make sure they don't wed you. Many years ago, we were still in Rochester at the time. There was one young girl that they told, I don't know who can remember this story, who was there then? Maybe, I don't think Blessing was there then. We have, a, we have a, a rule here that you must do your, you do two pregnancy tests, Mr. Adetis, two pregnancy tests, one before you start your counseling and one Thursday before your wedding. 
and they told her to do the pregnancy test. Oh, those of you that are planning to fornicate, don't bother. Oh. Don't bother yourself. My time is almost up. Let me tell you what I want to tell you. So the girl said she was not going to do the test. She was not going to do the pregnancy test. It was her prerogative. She was speaking English. And the counselors were trying to convince her. I said, no need. Why would you stop yourself? She said it's her prerogative not to do the test. It's our prerogative not to wed her. See, I'm not those kind of people. So while she was still making noise, I left her. I left them. I said, don't beg her. Don't, don't worry yourself. Let's be moving. On the morning of her wedding, I arrived. I said, uh-uh. You're such a beautiful bride. Ah, it's really paining me they will not wed you today. She was like, ah, they will not wed me. I said, no, you haven't fulfilled all the requirements. She said, no, she has done everything. I said, but you haven't done your pregnancy test. She said, oh, no, but it's her, it's her, it's her prerogative to speak English. I said, no problem. It's just that it's paining me that the way. But you people can take pictures in the garden. It's, you'll be fine. And I was going. She came and knelt down. I said, there's no kneeling down here. The only thing I can do for you, I called her counselor. Do you have pregnancy test strip? She said, yes. I said, take her to the bathroom. Let her do her test. I will be smiling with you. I will hug you, but you will do the right thing. I will do, this year, I won't raise my voice. Uh, when I pastored before, I was shouting a lot. But I will not shout this year. There will be no noise in the temple. We will do what we need to do. Agreed. We will not quarrel this year. Agreed. So a couple of things that you need to know. So like I said before, Pastor K is our general overseer. What that means is that you don't take million things to him. I am still looking for that girl in the choir. I've told them to send your picture. I don't know why they love you so much or maybe they hate you so much. They have refused to send your picture. But I will find you. I will find you. If they don't give me your picture... I will dream about you and I will come to church and I will pick you out. And I'm not joking. Ask anybody, they know me. When I start to operate in the prophetic now, you know, I will see you in the spirit and I will come and look for you. So it's not that kind of year. Uh, no, it's not that kind of year. Not that kind of year. So let me just tell you a few things that will happen. In other words, in essence, what I'm saying to you is that all the things that you have been doing in past years, when it was not the year of the Lord, it was your year. This year is the Lord's year. So it is only what the Lord wants that we will do in David's Christian Center. Do we understand? We will not quarrel this year. So the first thing, I have five more minutes. The first thing, I noticed that because over the couple of years, we have um, been doing casual dressing. Some people have now turned it to another thing. You now come to church wearing bathroom slippers, wearing shorts, wearing t-shirts that are torn to the house of the Lord. So from this Sunday, we go back to dressing formally to church. You clap, you know clap, you know me. So, because, because of the way our senior pastor is, is very kind, he has appealed to me that you have one Sunday where you have smart casual so the third Sunday of every month, you can dress casual, but it is smart casual. Hmm. Don't let me tear your clothes in church. Oh. I used to fight too. Second thing, this year will be a year where you'll be expected to live out our core values. 
I don't care how much you can quote it, but if you're not living it, it will be a problem. Okay? And I think that one of the reasons why most of us don't even live it is because we're still thinking of it as the four hours. We're going to use Children's Church own this year. This year, where Children's Church teachers? Uh-huh. So your core values are love God, love people, be the best, and have fun. So this is what we're going to do this year. Because you say right, live, you don't want to live right. If you love God, you will live right. So this year, your focus will be on loving God. Sincerely. And there are no two, you can't be, you can't be double, double mind. This year, no, it's not, not that type. It's not that type. You give everything. So this year, our focus on core values will be expressed in your life. You cannot be a student here and be failing. How is that results? How is that being the best? You can't be at your office and when they give a praise and that, they nearly sack me. Praise the Lord, they nearly sack me. But David never lost a battle. How is that testimony? It's not this year. The next thing is this year, excellence is our watchword. If it's not excellent, if it is not 199%, don't give it. Don't do it. This year, we go back to being extremely creative, extremely excellent, if there's a word like that. So all those half-half, they give you, she may have done it. It will not work this year. It will not work this year. Do we understand? I don't have time, so I don't have time to start breaking things down, but I'm just telling you what to expect this year. That also means excellent service. You will be required as a member of this family to bring everything you have. Your time, your energy, your resources, your prayer, your intelligence. If I hear that you are doing something in your office and you are not doing it in this place, me and you will quarrel badly. So if you know that you do voiceovers in your office, you better submit yourself to doing voiceovers in the house of God. I'm threatening you. Somebody say, which kind of Allah? So I'm threatening you. Because when you get to heaven, if you make it to heaven, with this your bad behavior. If you get to heaven, do you think they are going to reward you for what you did in Union Bank? They don't even buy the bank now. <laughs> do you think that's what they're going to reward you for? So oh, you worked in, uh, I don't which bank there now, Stambik. You worked in Stambik for how many hours? Oh, come and receive crown. Nobody's going to reward you for that. What did you do in God's house? And let me tell you, there's a place you have been planted. And it is the one that is planted that prospers. So if you like, uproot yourself today, go somewhere else, go somewhere else. It is only the one that is planted. And natural families work like spiritual families. If you are part of a natural family, there are some certain basic things you are expected to do. When you wake up in the morning, they expect you to at least clean house, lay your bed, wash plates. If they are donating for something, you bring money. It's the same thing. If lights fall in your father's house, will you go and call your father to change it? But in church, it's concerning our pastor Jericho business now. No. No, you are a part of a family. And if you are not useful in that family. So this year you will be asked to give. And if I hear, if I hear grumbling, I'll use it to do an example. So this year you will serve with commitment. You will serve with excellence. And you must understand that everything you are doing you are doing it for the Lord. Do we understand? Do we understand? Will we fight this year? Uh, no, everybody say, will we fight this year? 
So this will be a good year for all of us, right? We will be better at everything we are doing. Okay, can we rise off it and celebrate God? And let's also celebrate Pastor K. And Reverend Elvis and Lady Mercy are in the building as well. Is that how you are celebrating someone who has... Praise God. Please also note that this year, one of the things I would demand of you is honor. When you honor, you receive what the people carry. So honor your leaders. Honor even the people that serve with you in the same department. Remember we're a family, so we're expected to give everything. So I just want us to pray for one minute. And you're going to say, Father, give me a heart of a servant. You'll be like the unprofitable servant and you will say, I've not done anything more than what was asked of me. I'm not deserving of thanks. Put that scripture back up. Put that scripture back up. Luke 17, put it back up. Passion translation from verse... Let's do verse 10. It says, After doing all that is commanded of you, simply say, We are mere servants undeserving of special praise for we're just doing what is expected of us and fulfilling our duties so you're going to pray for grace to serve God with a servant's heart this year you say God I receive the grace to have the right my heart will have the right posture whether I am told whether I'm not told I will do this work and I will not do it like someone who is expecting thanks or expecting praise I will do it and think of myself as just merely a servant Open your mouth and begin to pray for yourself. This year, I will not struggle with serving God. If I had asked you to pray for a car, I would have heard your voice louder. If I had asked you to pray for a husband, I would have heard your voice louder. But this is really why we are here. This is the real reason why we are here, why Jesus came. Say, Lord, I receive the grace with to have a servant heart this year. Whatever you need me to do, oh God, the answer is yes. Even before you ask, oh God, this year I will not struggle with obedience. Let God hear your heart cry this evening. Say, I will serve you with my passion, with my intelligence, with my prayer, with everything that is in me. I will not give you half measures. I will not even move with the crowd. Even if I'm the only one serving this year, Lord, I will give him my all. I keep my eyes on Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you. Thank you because we know that this year, the year of the Lord, that we will do great things for you in the name of Jesus. That we will bring many to this kingdom in the name of Jesus. That our hearts will continue to be on fire for you. We will serve no other 
God. Our focus will be on you. Our passion will be for you. We will use our intelligence for you. Whatever you need, Lord, the answer is yes. This year we have made up our minds to be sold out to you and to the kingdom of God. Whatever you desire, we're here for it, O God. In the mighty name of Jesus. If thou had cried, let me hear louder. Amen. Come on, celebrate Jesus. Let's, let's lift our hands as we worship the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Lift your hand. And... Yes, Lord. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Father, we just give you praise. We give you worship. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Amen. Come on, jam your hands together. Give him a praise. praise. Hallelujah. Please take your seats this evening. Praise God. I can't hear you. Praise the Lord. Amen, amen. All right. Where's Neka Jethro? She's not where you are pointing. Okay. Wait, is that Neka Jethro? Okay. I've located her. Where's Jethro himself? Okay. okay. Praise God. By the way, today is Izzy's birthday. Izzy's our... T- our come. She's one that keeps... She leads the team that keeps the mainland. Even though I always have fight with her. Once in a while. But today's her birthday. That's why she dressed specially. You know people that like bad day from when they were small. You can't play with your bad day. If you play with your bad day, there's war. You are blessed. The Lord will honor you. The Lord will reward your labor of love. I pray that a special gift will be released to you. God will give you a bad day gift this year. In the name of Jesus. You will enjoy favor like you have never done before. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. Happy birthday. Please clap for her. Praise God. Alright, so this family meeting, and in case you are here, you're not a member of the church or a worker, it's okay. It's okay, you just partake of what it's like. Um, uh, however, I know there are many people here that are regular members and are not yet workers. I think you need to consider taking the next step, going to the next level, you know, of being a worker. Um, the workforce of any church are actually like the real members of the church. They are the ones that have taken root. Those guys that are just ordinary members can easily be uprooted. Are you here, somebody? And, you know, there are a lot of practices I see people do today that, you know, I still find funny. From the day one that I gave my life to Christ, I knew I was going to use my life to just serve God, you know. So I'm always stripped how people want to relate with God and not serve. For me, I still find it hard to you know, um, understand that. How do you 
love someone and not serve them. You know, it's difficult. If you really love someone, you want to do something for them. Is somebody getting what I'm saying? And you don't just want to do it for them. You want to do it, you know, with, with, with a level of commitment and dedication. Hallelujah. Why do you tell them to sit down? Make them understand. Make them tired. Then we're not saying. Did you have a special song? Are you just standing because you love the Lord? Eh? Because these ones are standing. Let them suffer their own suffering. Why are you joining yourself in their suffering? Let them stand here. <laughs> Praise God. Do you know why they are standing? You don't even know what God told them. You follow them stand. They have their own revelation. <laughs> Praise God. You know, they're, they're serving God with their stand. So, you know, so I don't understand how people, you know, say they, they love someone and don't serve them. I, th- I think it's part of the reason why we still have bad marriages today. Because people say, I love you, I love you. They don't know what they are. They think it's an emotion. I love you means I'm dedicating my whole life to serving you. That's what, that's what it is. It's two people serving themselves. Ordinarily, by design, no, marriage is not supposed to be hard. It's just that there are too many coconut head people inside it. Marriage by design. Two people. Nobody beats you. No, not at gunpoint. Two of you. By yourself. Look at yourself. And decide by yourself. That we want to be living together for the rest of our life. We want to do life together. Nobody beats you. Nobody put gun on your head. So what you're actually saying is that, hey, you know, I like you enough to want to do life with you. And I'm going to be available to help you, to serve you in any way you need it. And you're going to be able to do the same. That's it. So not ordinary, not supposed to be hard. Is somebody get what I'm saying? But it's just because loads of people that are entering into that institution still don't understand this about service. And little wonder, because if you don't, if you enter into a marriage or relationship with God and you're not serving him, of course, you, when you enter a relationship with a man, you will not serve him. You know that the service is linked. We still think love is an emotional feeling, a butterfly, you know? Say, comment to serve whether I feel like it or not. And I won't always feel like it. Are you here, somebody? So, it's, it's... And it's not just that I want to serve. That's good. That's one level. But you also have to do it exceptionally. You have to do it well. Is somebody getting what I'm saying? I'm going to call up um, our, our guest to speak. But like we've been saying all through this year... We're really particular about, you know, maturing people in behavior, in decorum. So, please, this, this year, um, we're particular about your dressing. I know Pastor M must have taught these things. We'll, and we'll go into other things deeper at other smaller levels of meetings. But please, pay, pay attention to how you dress. When you're coming to God's house, this is the highest place, this is the highest appointment you can have with the Almighty God. So if you can dress well, if you are going to see the president, dress well if you are going to see the governor, how much more if you are coming to have an appointment with God? Pay attention to your dressing. And when this, as long as service is not closed, you can't be moving around. You can't have that restless spirit. This year, we will not condone those kind of things. Please. You can't move around when service is going on. Until the service is over, it's not over. And most people rushing out, not going anywhere, just rushing out. It's a, it's a spirit that makes them restless. It's a negative thing. Then some, because nowadays everybody takes their notes on phone too. Some people are browsing. No, I said, I'm coming from back most times. Some people are browsing Instagram when service is going on. Madness. Now just stayed at home. 
And if you're addicted to phone, keep your phone. Don't touch your phone during service. Bring notepad. See, Ogbona has notepad. Me, I see you use notepad. Most of us are old school people. We see you notepad. I have iPad. I have iPad. I have every laptop. I have everything I need. But when I come to this note, I use. Once you carry that phone, you see, ding, dong, dang, dong. If you put it in vibrate, something will vibrate, you will check. So those kind of things, this is dishonor. It's dishonor to God. He said, if I, if I be your father, where is my honor? And if I be your Lord, where is my fear? Where's my reverence? Somebody getting what I'm saying? Then lastly, before I call up the guest minister, we need to pay attention also to spiritual authority. Many young people and young Christians don't understand that. Every group of people must have an authority system. Our spiritual authority, what it simply means is honoring and respecting those ahead of you on any line of chain, any chain. It protects our unity. It protects our what? Unity. Without unity, we are useless. Numbers don't matter if there's no unity. If I want to break a wall down, a full wall, the only way I will gain impact is if I'm hitting the iron on one spot. We are united. If I'm hitting everywhere I like randomly, I'm wasting my strength. So, following orders and giving honor to those ahead of you, giving respect and regard to those ahead of you, protects our unity. And let me say this. You will never have a perfect leader. Some people think spiritual authority is about the person making all the decisions I agree with. No, then you, and if they put you there, you're going to make worse decisions. Spiritual authority is not because the person ahead of you is going to make all the right decisions. But you see, your complying and going ahead protects our unity. Because if everybody does what they like, picture, picture that in this service, everybody's doing, apart from that baby crying now. Imagine everybody here is doing what they like. Picture it. That service is going on, and these guys just want to stand. When we are all sitting, picture it. Then, drama. You just say, ah, this thing there, your body. You want to do one quick roll. Who is drama? Enter there. Roll. I'm showing you what happens. I'm showing you what happens when we don't honor spiritual authority. Everybody does what they want to do. Enter there, do one roll. No, make them too loud. Just do your own roll as you feel. So, this guy is just feeling, just feeling the service, and he's rolling. It's too loud. I say it's not loud. Even me, I can't hear myself again. Small, small. Just do small, small. Uh-huh, it's feeling raw. Keyboardist. We continue. Uh-huh. He's not playing in line with the drummer. Him is feeling. He can't wait in the field. You see, you see what's going on. Then Usher. You just want to rearrange this hall. You don't like how people are sitting. Then projector person, put something unrelated on the screen. Very unrelated. Very unrelated to what we are doing. Anything you like. Projector, today we are saying you do the wrong thing. You know if you do them. You can't even be right in the wrong. On the small screens, put something unrelated. Wow. First, let me. This is even... I want something tangible, but it's unrelated. Uh-huh. Thank you. So... <laughs> Amen. <laughs> you see, they are all working on. Projector is, is on the projector. Drama is on the drama. Correct. This ones they are standing. Oh, they are. 
They don't get sense finally to go sit down. Una for stay Una tire. No. Stay. When the Baptists haven't done all to stand, this the enemy they're talking about, not in church. Haven't done all to stand, stand there for. Now they practice. That's the wrong application of scripture. <laughs> what you practice now is you are seated together with your brethren in heavenly places. <laughs> Praise God. But do you see how that we can have a drummer, we can have a keyboardist, we can have choristers, we can have a projector guy. If there is no unity, we are all useless. We are more problem than we are even a solution. So when you follow spiritual authority, it protects our unity. So if we're saying this is what we're all doing now, we all fall in line. Once in a while, for the guys playing drum and keyboard, there are times you guys miss yourselves. Am I correct? But you, all you do is you try to find each other again. Because you try to follow one line, one instruction, one pattern. Not that I've lost this guy, let me just play what I like. It protects our unity. The Bible said how good it is. For brethren to dwell together in unity. So that is where the blessing of God is. DJ, give me that scripture. One, Psalm 133. Give me that scripture. So, he says, Behold, how good and how pleasant it is for brethren to do what? Dwell together in unity. So when you, when you are rebellious to instruction, to your HOD, to anybody in the system, you are causing disunity and you are robbing all of us. See what it says, next verse. He said, it is like the precious ointment upon the head that ran down upon what? The beard. Even what? Aaron's beard. That went down to what? The skirts of the garment. Now, ointment there is talking about the anointing. I know you know all this. I don't want to be too deep. Ointment there is talking about the anointing. He said, it runs down from the head to where? The beard. From the beard, it goes to where? The skirts. Basically, they are saying when we are in unity, the anointing can flow easily to everybody. Your small rebellion can cause a disunity that can affect the whole spirit of God from moving. Can affect the service. That your small rebellion. That's standing up when we are taking an announcement. That's standing up when we're taking off. That's standing up when we're doing something. You just want to go out to pick a call, to do something you're not supposed to be doing at, the, at, the, at that time. It can cause us a problem. And if you're in a department not following instructions, not understanding that it's important you keep the unity of the, of, of, of the house. Unity doesn't mean we always agree. It means we always decide to stay united. It doesn't mean we always agree. It means we decide to stay united in spite of it. Is somebody getting what I'm saying? So, it says, look, look at the next verse. When the anointing flow, it said, As the dew of Hammon and as the dew that descended upon the mountains of Zion, for there, where there is unity, for there, the Lord does what? Commanded his blessing. So, you, you rob us when you don't maintain the unity of the house. The second thing that it protects is our sanity. It protects our unity. It protects our sanity. You saw the chaos going on at this choir stand when they were playing different things. Without spiritual authority, there will be madness and chaos going on everywhere. Imagine if there was no designated parking area. There was no system to park in. Somebody will even park their car inside the auditorium. Someone will bring their lunch and arrange their dining table here. It protects our sanity when we maintain spiritual authority. You can't be in a department and speak rudely to the person ahead of you. It's not done in... Do you know 
God is so particular about spiritual authority because he is the number one authority. Because some people think this is about man. No, 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 no. It's principally about God. And I'm not preaching. I'm just giving you touch. I'm not really preaching. That's why I'm not going so deep. It's about God. It's not about man. The first challenge God had in this life was about spiritual authority. Satan wanted to do his own thing. Since that time, God hates anybody that breaks spiritual authority. It's so important to God that he even said, all, all authority and all power are of God. So it's about God, not even about me. He said, even when it comes to your love, the land, honor your governor, honor, pray for them. He's particular about unity, about, about authority. Because it protects our sanity. Are you here, somebody? He said, pray for them that are in authority. DJ, give me all the scriptures now. Eh? Be fast. He said, pray for them that are in authority. And this is even, he's not even talking about church authority alone. He means even your governor and all that. He said, don't, don't do things that are rebellious. Why is it taking forever to give me the scripture? I, I, I exalt you therefore, first of all, supplications, prayers, intercessions, giving of thanks, be made for who? All men. And I said, for who next? For kings and who? All that an authority. So, yes, includes kings, includes governors, but he said, how many that are in authority? Oh. Anybody in a position of authority, he can be HOD, he can be in charge of uh, clothes in your department, he can be in charge of shoe, he's in authority in that area. He can be in charge of welfare, he can be in charge of food. That's the authority. He said, pray for everybody in authority. He said, why? That we may lead what? A quiet and what? Peace of sanity. It protects our sanity. Life in all godliness and honesty protects our sanity. You can't just rebel. The HOD said, we're not wearing this thing today. He said, how can we never say, we have landed. Are you okay? Do you even understand where you are? There's no army in the world you can try that thing and survive. Do you know, um, I wish Major General could have preached, but I'll still bring him to talk about authority for us. Because I think we need to get the understanding. Because we too are the army of the Lord. Hope you know that. In the army, they can't play with authority. And by authority in the army, I don't mean beating somebody. No, 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 no. They need to be able to control the person they can't beat. I don't know if you get what I'm saying. You know, there's a difference. Let me give you an example. We're going to stand up. If you have a child, who looks like a child here? Come, you get lady in white. Or lady in red, any of you that are slim and tiny. Sorry for calling you tiny, but... We can't lie in God's house. <laughs> Two of you come up. Two of you come up. So, what's your name, sweetheart? If anyone. Okay. Are you married? <laughs> I'm just So, now, if Ogbona is her boss, maybe Ogbona, let's say, is her husband, or Ogbona is her boss, or Ogbona is anything of authority over her, basically. You see, he can beat her into submission. Do you understand? He can say, sit down there. And if he doesn't sit down, he can make her sit down or lie down. Depending on the tempo of the slap. <laughs> you know, the slap will give you, lie down, you know. Because <laughs> you can't see, you can't even see. So, you just lie down. He can make her obey. That's what I'm trying to say. Do you understand this? But the army can't depend on this. You know why? Because in the army, they give everybody gun. They give everybody gone. 
if I can't control somebody I'm giving a gun to, guess what he's going to do? Going to shoot me. So in the army, they don't play with it. From the one that you come, the first thing they try to establish is that here we obey orders. Any slight hint of possible inclination that you could randomly, coincidentally, conceive a minute iota. Of rebellion or disagreement, <laughs> they will knock it out of your life. Because one day they are going to give you a gun. They must be able to trust that if they say go forward, you will go forward, or go backward, or you go or put the gun down. Without you, how do you control a lion? If you are not sure, you can control a lion. Haven't you watched the show where they brought lion to his live show? And they said, this is the liar. And the liar began to bite somebody. And they said, this is the liar. He don't bite somebody. Or an elephant that can break down this building. You, the person must be able to control him. Because if you don't control him, he will kill all of us. I don't know if you get what I'm saying. There was a time in the, when Boko Haram and Co. started, when some soldiers were angry that they were not being well paid and they were not giving good guns and they were shouting at their boss. In fact, some of them even shot at the boss. I can't go ahead. They sentenced all of them to death. They don't play. Your excuse for you might your reason for anger might be justified, but that you lifted a gun against. Do you know during war they they kill their own soldiers? I mean, if if Nigeria army, for instance, go to war, among all of us that went to war, some people still misbehave badly there that they sentenced to death there. I said we carried him for war, but this is behavior, eh? He will kill all of us, so we will kill him, so that the rest of us can live. They sentence those guys to death. In fact, it's true that they do tribunal, they do everything, but the, everybody already knows where this thing will end. It's just formality. It's recorded. Once you raise hand or raise your hand, you are gone. It's home. Put your greet to your family. You are gone. There's no two ways. Because we are giving you a gun. We are giving you a bomb. Imagine if this, Mr. Shuko, I tell him things, don't do it, don't do it, and I give him bazooka. I'll say, first front, he turned here. I said, not this way, there. He told me. Because he, he wasn't hearing what, for not giving bazooka. He will shoot at our own headquarters. I don't know if you understand what I'm saying. Spiritual authority preserves our sanity. We are too powerful to be scattered. Are you here, somebody? He said, we'll live a peaceable life. Thank you. Please sit by your parents. Let them put on. <laughs> I'm joking. What, what do you do, Fenwa? Is Fenwa is your name, right? What do you do? Sorry? Graphic designer. Do you own your own business or you work with somebody? Where's Pastor Mark? You know her. Did you use David Ami? My wife, you know Is she good in what she does? And why am I not giving her work? She works for me too. Okay. And me, my, that's not, that doesn't benefit me. I'm talking about my own. Well done, friend. God bless you. Let's dance together for her. Praise God. So, number one, it protects our what? I can't hear you. Spiritual authority protects our what? 
Unity number two, it protects our what? Sanity. You must follow orders. Whoever your leader is will never be perfect. If you have never led before, then you don't understand leadership. No leader always knows what he should do every time. He needs the encouragement and loyalty of his followers to even make better decisions. And no matter who they put in charge, the person will need a growing process. God has no perfect vessels. God always has to grow people, which means that the person will make loads of mistakes on the journey. You know, people don't like that, but that's all God has available. That's all God has available. See, what makes somebody... How will I explain it? Every general must first be a sergeant. There's no shorter route to making you a general overnight. I must still pass you through recruits, through a constable, through sergeant, through whatever it is. You know, you must grow. And it's, it's a whole process of time that makes you that general that is befitting. Loads of mistakes. Are you here, somebody? Loads of mistakes. And unfortunately for us in the body of Christ, we kill those in the process of growth. That's why we have no sound leaders. Because we kill all of them on the way. There was one company where one guy made a mistake. And it cost the company millions of dollars. And the guy came and said, I know you are going to fire me. The boss said, fire you. We're not going to fire you. We just paid school fees of whatever a million dollars on your head. You can now take the thing you learned from this mistake to go and benefit on that company. Say, we'll keep you here. You have, have paid school fees. That's somebody that understands. Because that's what we do. We kill our own people. And the world has more sense than us in this regard. No matter what happens in the world, you see how they support their own. We will shoot our own wounded soldiers. Then last one, before I call up the guest, spiritual authority protects our destiny. It protects our unity, protects our sanity, and it protects our destiny. The authority is not just to lord it over you. It's for your protection. It's for your what? Protection. Ah! You know I'm a counselor. I, I can't, and I cancel people from all over the world. I cancel from all over. I don't do it free for people that are not church members. It's not because I, li- I like or I need the money. To be honest, um, it's not as if the money takes care of me or pays my bill, to be honest. However, I just don't do free counseling because people can waste your life. I'm telling you, counseling. It's not prayer. Prayer is free. I can pray. How many people is it to pray? I'm not even answering the prayer. Abi? Prayer is I can pray for you in five minutes. How much is it? Oh, Lord, thank you, Lord. Jesus, help your son. Thank you. I'm going, I'm going to sleep. And I'm not going to worry about that thing. Those are, no, I won't think about it again. I prayed. I'm not answering the prayer. But counseling. Ask anybody that has involved counseling. You can spend five hours with somebody. And they will live there. And go and do exactly opposite of all the things you've said. And guess what? Once they do it and it leads to more trouble, they're going to come back for another five-hour session. I said, no, I can't do this thing. It's better for, as your time is running, eh? It's running for two of us. I'm losing something, I'm losing something. We'll both take it seriously. Since I started this, my life has been better. I think my charge is about 300 or $350 per hour. So I like it. Let's talk for three hours. Great. We're all happy after the talk. Not only me suffering, you are enjoying if you don't take my advice, you come back for five hours, it's great. We are enjoying it. Let's do this. Ten hours, let's do it. I'll price the car when I'm done with you. <laughs> Can't mess me up. Can't waste my time for nonsense. Since that time, people take my cancer very seriously. Very seriously now. We'll have peace. Are you here, somebody? So, so in my years of counseling, one of the things I discovered is that many people don't know the benefit of having a local church. 
your church will do all these things for you free. And the beauty about your church, your church can follow up. Me, if I cancel you, I can't follow up. After we talk for one hour, bye bye. If you want to give me the feedback, it's on that session, which is $300. Thank you. But your church, there are people dedicated. It's what they love. They do it for you free, but people don't value it. And most times, what a pastor does, a pastor needs to follow up. You know, it's not just giving the advice. You need to follow up and make sure how is it going. How, and these are people that they can do it for free. The structure is for your protection. But most of the people I cancel, they don't have church. Or they are not, they're not properly plugged into their church. Because if you were, they will give you all this assistance. Better than I will ever give you because I can't even have the time. I don't know if you get what I'm saying. So, the spiritual authority is for your good. A lot of the, Pastor M talked a bit about it, a lot of the crisis marriage we have, we have, and we've had, there are people that didn't want to follow instruction. Your destiny is preserved by authority. See Samson. Samson died because he had no spiritual authority. He was doing everything wrong. Don't go this way, you see, I'll go. Don't marry from here, that's where I want. He will carry gates of a city and go away. What's wrong with you? This is what your power is for. I want to sit down now. Delilah, before you know it, men came out. They held him down. He said, ah, I will shake myself. They begin babbing here like play, like play. He said, guys, has he come to this? They're babbing here. I said, I go grow back now here now. They begin to remove eyes. I said, what happened? We just the talk. Move his eyes. It protects your destiny. There is nobody that has wasted their lives. If you check well, they despised all the authorities that God put in place to check them. Are you here, somebody? Pastor M, I've talked about a few cases like that. Some of the worst marital cases we had are the people that don't follow any spiritual guidance. They say, counseling, um, let us know before you start a relationship. You go secretly and start. No, don't tell anybody. Only me and you. Let us know before you fix dates. You fix any dates you want. I want to squeeze church. There were some guys like that. One guy he came. He said, "You have seen one." He, he, he had left like three relationships back to back. So he came one day in church. I said, "Pastor, I've seen a new wife." I said, "Ah, when did we bring you up from the one you came up?" So I told him, "No, no, 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 no. Don't do relationship now." He didn't answer. He continued. Next thing, they by force started marriage counseling to marry. They met their counselor. They moved in together. Yes. Counselor told them, you can't continue counseling like this until you move out. They didn't move out. They changed counselor. Say, we don't like this, our counselor. Spiritual authority is for your own destiny. It's you, they are protected. The counselor or the pastor has nothing to gain. Jumped and they forced everybody's hand. Fixed date by force. Squeeze everybody. Got married. It didn't take three months. The guy moved out of the house. This same person said, Move out before marriage. He can't move out. Now, inside marriage, he has moved out. Come back in Ogri. Madness in Lagos. Madness in Lagos. Marriage has long ended long ago. It didn't stay three months, it was gone. Three months. Or thereabout. Or less. But from day one, he didn't take advice. 
Are you here, somebody? So please, those of you in departments and all that, this year I will not tolerate rebellion inside. We will kick you off. off. We will not tolerate it because the thing about rebellion is that it spreads. That's why God destroys it. The people check in the altars and put that God open ground. One, one people and killed all of them, their family, everybody, their house. Everything was buried. Because God doesn't want one trace of that rebellion left. God hates rebellion. Because it reminds him of Satan. Say, pray for those in authority. They won't always do the right things. And if you like, run from the department to another department, you meet a human being there again. What you don't realize is that you're running from one weakness, you go and meet another weakness. It might not be the same weakness you run from. It's like people that want to live in Nigeria. It's good to find Nigeria, but you go and meet another set of problems there. But this life, they just shall live by faith. That's the only way he just lives. Anywhere he wants to live. They didn't say where they just should live. They just say how he has to live. If you like, go to Canada. This same spiritual thing, you go still live by. Are you here, somebody? Glory to God. So are you ready? God's servant has blessed us so much in this conference. Please, let's rise to our feet as we welcome Reverend Elvis Ajuman. Welcome him, welcome him, welcome him. let's celebrate Jesus better, 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 better. Hallelujah. At a point, I was just praying to God, please don't let him stop preaching. Let him continue. (laughs) I was just enjoying every bit of this session. God, which you bless you, sir. Woman of God, God bless you. Let's celebrate such gifts from heaven amen before i go into it can you lift up your hands church from the depth of our heart let us pray for our spiritual father and spiritual mother is it a good deal from the depth of your heart from the depth of your heart this is workers family members let's do this for them you are going to lift up your voice and say lord sustain them this year bless them increase them empower them somebody lift up your voice and begin to pray something about them will have to reflect on you in this year what you are doing for them is a seed you are sowing for yourself but let's come brother Covering the miracles came back Increase them for this year. Anoint them for this year. Thank you. Preserve them, Father. In the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you for such a wonderful vessels you have given to the body of Christ, not only David Christian Center. 
thank you that through them you have made them a channel to empower many that call upon your name i thank you for their lives please help us tonight and open the eyes of someone to know that which you have prepared for your church and the way that we must walk in thank you my father i give you all the glory in jesus mighty name amen please be seated can we celebrate my wife lady mercy hallelujah and the wonderful team i came with and then say let's celebrate ourselves for i am in fact i'm confused i thought it's workers meeting so i was even thinking we will not use microphone we will just speak uh, nigeria you are something else <laughs> hallelujah luke chapter 7 verse number 22 i'm speaking of on the church and her angel the church and her angels the bible said jesus stood in the seven candlesticks and then there's angels stars that were in his hands were the angels of the church and then when he was to write letters to address the seven churches of um, asia minor all the churches were addressed to the angels of the churches that's the pastors of the churches so jesus was trusting the pastors to align and to correct his church and that's how important it is to have a pastor over your life and many a times um, because of our misunderstanding there has been a disconnection and as a result of that god has not been able to do what he has to do in the building of his church because of our misunderstanding and many things that have gone wrong but i pray that tonight god will help us to align ourselves amen Luke chapter 7 verse number 22 then jesus answering said unto them go your way and tell john what things he have seen and heard how that the blind see and the lame walk and the lepers are cleansed the deaf hear the dead are raised to the poor the gospel is preached and blessed is he whosoever shall not be offended in me and when the messengers of john were departed he began to speak unto the people concerning john what went ye out into the wilderness for to see a reed shaking with the wind but what went ye out to see a man clothed in soft raiment behold they which are gorgeously appelled and live delicately are in king's courts but when what went ye out for to see a prophet yea I say unto you, and much more than a prophet. This is he of whom it is written, Behold, I send my messenger before thy face, which shall prepare thy way before thee. For I say unto you, among those that are born of women, there is no greater prophet than John the Baptist. But he that is least in the kingdom of God is greater than he. Now verse 29 and 30 we read together. I want to go and all the people that heard him and the publicans justified god 
being baptized with the baptism of John. Verse 30, read it loud and clear. But the Pharisees and the lawyers rejected the counsel of God against themselves, being not baptized of him. This is a simple encounter with Jesus and the messengers of John. John has been captured into prison and then he sends his messengers to Jesus to ask Jesus, are you the one to come or do we expect another? And then Jesus sends a message back to John and tell John that tell his messengers that go and tell him how the blind are seeing, the lame are walking, the deaf ears are hearing. And then he asks a little question to read. Tell John that blessed is he who is not offended in me. And that is Jesus trying to tell John that I am the one. Because at that time, John was getting offended. If you are the Messiah, then you must do something to save me. So John was getting offended that Jesus has not done anything to deliver him from the hands of Herod. And then he sends to him to say, are you really the Messiah? Though I saw the Spirit come upon you. Are you really the Messiah? Then Jesus said, indirectly tells them that I am the one. But blessed are you if you don't get offended. But then he begins to describe the life of John that is important for our studies tonight. After the messengers of John left, he began to tell his disciples who John really is. Then he questions them that, what did you actually go to the wilderness to see? Did you go to see a reed being shaken by wind? And he said, what did you go to see? Did you go to see a man in fine apparel? He said, those men dwell in the king's palace. And he said, did you go to check out a prophet? He said, John is greater than a prophet. So he describes three things about John the Baptist. His environment, his personality, and his gift. And he said, did you actually go out there to see these three things? If you actually went out there to see these three things, then you are going to miss. Because number one, he's more than a prophet. Number two, he is not in a king's palace, so you cannot really measure him by his appearance and his identity. And number three, if you went there because of the atmosphere, then you are wrong. Because this is the man that you went to see. He is a voice that has come to make a way for the Lord. And the Bible said, while Jesus was describing who John the Baptist is, the publicans and many people that were baptized of John began to justify God. And this was their reason for thanking God. That Father, thank you that we were baptized of John. Now we know who this man was. Though some were deceived by his personality, that is why we have two kinds of people in church. And most often we all fall into this trap. Many people are in church because of the environment. The sound is good. Everything is fine. That is why they are in church. The second thing is the personality. They love the man of God. His person. That's why they are there. And the third thing is that there is a gift in the man of God. That's why they are there. But looking at this discourse of Jesus, you realize that all these things were compliments to the ministry of John but it was not really God's intention and plan for John. John's assignment was totally different from his look from where he dwells and from 
his gift as a preacher there was something more deeper than that and when jesus began to describe who really john is the publicans and many people started rejoicing we give god glory that we submitted to the baptism ministry of john but the bible said the pharisees began to get worried why because they rejected the counsel of god against themselves being not baptized of john that means there were some people who actually went to the wilderness to see john they actually went there whilst others were being baptized they had their hands folded watching what is happening and every single time they will go and we have such people here they only come around they only come around to see what pastor kingsley has to say what pastor mildred has to say okay okay and the Pharisees had the opportunity. They got so close to the council of God. It was Jesus that actually told them that the whole baptism ministry of John, that was unto repentance and unto the forgiveness of sin, was actually the council of God. That was when the Pharisees stood back and said, what are you talking about? You mean that thing happening in the wilderness that was against the law of Moses? Nobody receives forgiveness of sins except by the shedding of blood and you tell us this is the counsel of god what they didn't know was that they didn't understand god's whole wisdom and god's whole wisdom was that this man was going to be a bridge between the old testament and the new testament however he's going to introduce something which is forgiveness of sins through the shedding of a particular blood but then baptism was the only way to describe what we were going to experience with jesus so he was to demonstrate it over time but that doesn't mean he will cancel the law still everybody that will be baptized to receive forgiveness of sin there was going to be a shedding of blood but this will not be the shedding of an animal's blood god had a plan that at the end of the day john the baptist's blood must pacify for every sin that he forgave through the baptism of the water am i here with the church at all but the pharisees thought they were too wise than god so you can't tell us that you somebody has received forgiveness of sin without the shedding of blood but what they didn't know was that at the end of his ministry his own blood would take care of that so the bible says while jesus was talking about the counsel of god that baptism putting somebody into water and bringing out was the counsel of god the bible said now the pharisees realized that they have re rejected the counsel of god against their own selves their wisdom has been turned to foolishness their own plans have been turned to, the, to mock themselves because they didn't align with what was happening. My question is simple. Every season and every dispensation, there are people God release. And sometimes when they come around, you may not really understand what actually they have come to do. They just show up. And then those who have been in the scene for long will begin to point and say, who is these people? Who are these? What have they come to do? But sometimes God has a way of connecting people to that counsel that has come as a human being that is walking about. And you will need the help of the Holy Spirit to let you align to what God wants to do. It was after that we saw the two kinds of people. Those who submitted without understanding. And they started rejoicing and those who rejected yet they didn't understand what god was trying to do the question is that do you know who pastor kingsley is do you know who pastor mildred is 
do you know that counsel they have come to display on earth how has been your response to it it's not enough that you come to church it's not enough that you are part of the working body do you understand what god is playing out at this dispensation this is where the journey begins there are many of us who are just around they are just around because they need to marry and there are some wonderful marriage counselors running a church so they came there are some who are just looking at the reed that is being moved by the wind in the world and as they came there are some looking at the appearance they came there are some looking at the gift of counseling so they came but do you understand actually beyond the environment beyond the appearance beyond the display of gift do you understand what god has really aligned to do with them i pray the lord will give us understanding that is where we all begin from so many people can be under a man of god for a long time a woman of god for a long time and yet not see any manifestation because we don't easily understand what god does with men over time moses came he finished noah came he finished abraham came he finished apostle paul came he finished peter came they were all coming to do something by the time they are finished they are gone and anytime they show up god will give them a people that they must work on but the tragedy of humanity is that sometimes god sends his own to us and the bible says that we stone them and we attack them we fight them and most at times the enemies of the people god sends are not outsiders it's insiders we fight them until we frustrate the reason why they came upon the earth but may it not be the portion of dcc in the year 2022 somebody shout your biggest amen. amen i am taking my time to do this because the reason why the body of christ has so many wonderful gifts but it's not really manifesting in the way we must take dominion upon the earth it's because there are things happening inside us and among us that is frustrating the intentions of god for the reason why he brought these gifts to us i hope you know by this time the gifts of the father the the godhead god the father god the son god the holy spirit they all brought men gifts the gift of the father was jesus the son and the spirit that is why in luke chapter 11 he talks about it he said that even you that are evil if your son your children ask you of bread will you give them stone if they ask you of um what fish will you give them out he said how much more will your father not give the holy spirit to those that ask him that means the gift of the spirit was actually from the father the bible said he gave us he that gave us his son and did not spare him why will he not give us all things by his son so the gift of the father to them to humanity or the church was the son and the spirit and when you read first corinthians job you'll find the gifts of the spirit to the church the gift of the holy spirit to the church is plain word of knowledge word of wisdom um workings of miracles healings administration giving they are all the gifts of the spirit to the church then we have the gifts of the son jesus to the church that is in ephesians chapter 4 verse number 8 can we read that quickly 
wherefore he said when he ascended up on high he led captivity captive and what gives unto men mm-hmm. and then into bracket he's describing what actually happened by taking captivity captive he said now that he ascended what is it but that he also descended first into the lower parts of the earth he that descended is the same also that ascended far above heavens that he might fill all things talking about jesus dying and then ascending but the bible says he ascended with a, a, a great captive that took them to heaven verse 11 now he's talking about the gifts that he gave men can we shout it loud and clear want to go and he gave some apostles and some wait did he give all he gave what some apostles so jesus is intentional he gave gifts to men and the gifts of jesus is not word of knowledge word of wisdom the gifts of jesus is actually humans he prepared for other humans he gave some apostles he gave some prophets so pastors are actually a gift of humans prepared for the church and he didn't give pastors to all he didn't give apostles to all he didn't give evangelists to all he chooses a pastor anoints a pastor and chooses a sum out of the all and give the pastor to them that means you don't make a choice of who your pastor must be jesus does that election am i talking to a church here at all uh, if 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 that church man, the way the way the pastor is i think i have to go and try the other church listen if you miss the one jesus has given you you miss the source of your maturity you will never be mature till he comes back you'll never i'll show you why he gives such gifts so when the father gave the son and the spirit as a gift the spirit gave all kinds of um, spiritual manifestations as a gift but jesus gave men as a gift and he anoints those men to a point that they can fulfill matthew chapter 16 when he said that i will build my church i will build my church you see church itself is not a building church is ecclesia the called ones the called ones so he calls you in your weakness calls you as a shy person calls you as an addicted person calls you anyhow you are jesus calls you and then he delivers you to one of his gifts and he has equipped his gift to make sure that he's in the capacity to equip you this whole agenda is not something that is your choice you you just decided to join this church because you look at the environment and you like it you don't check your need as per a person to join a church you check jesus's need for you to join a church and the greatest need of jesus for you is maturity i'll show you right now it's a place of maturity so that you can work for him there are two dimensions to our calling 
the first part is you are called to be mature to grow the second part is you are growing so that he can use you that's why the greek meaning for calling is classes classes means to be invited into a vocation to be invited into a work so when we tell you that oh jesus has called you out of darkness he has called you. the meaning is that you have been invited to work so ask yourself you have been a born again christian for five years show us what you have been doing show us so you came to jesus as you are but he said that he will build his church and then the gate of hell the gate of hell will not just not prevail over a church he said he will prevail he will not prevail because the church will be built up so you come as you are but you don't stay as you are you have to be given to one of these gifts and the purpose of that gift is not to excite us it's not to tolerate us it's not to entertain us it's not just to condone us it's to raise us until we begin to be usable to our lord this year may you be usable go to the Ephesians chapter 11 okay can we all read one to go look into the eyes of somebody say we are the sum god gave us to pastor kingsley and pastor mildred tell them tell the person tell another person don't rush out until you are built up <laughs> you are not to choose your pastor jesus gives you jesus gives you am i talking to a church is it one of the things that may sometimes teaching difficult is that people want to hear what they like but you see what will like will not take you into god's glory is what god has ordained he said he gives some to be apostles some pastors some that for the perfecting of the saints for the work of ministry for the edifying of the body of christ so now you know why you call pastor kinsley your pastor for what oh come on for for your what shout it out again for your what hallelujah it's powerful when he gives you a capital to start a, work, a job a something work it's powerful when he when he officiates your wedding it's powerful but more to that is that god is in endless expectation for you to be usable and then he gives you to the pastors he has given you to until you reach to a measure of a level of maturity give me the nlt of this version uh-huh let's read the one to go your responsibility is to equip god's people to do his work mm -hmm. so the responsibility of our pastors they don't do the work that jesus has sent us into the world to do they do the work on us then we go into the world to do the work he said their responsibility is to equip god's people to do the work and build up the church the body of christ he said that is their responsibility 
so you don't just come to church and expect the man of god to cotow to your desire and to cotow to what you are looking for no they have a responsibility in the book of first corinthians 3 don't go there we are still on on this side apostle paul said shut up your mouth corinthian church he said some said we are for apollo some said we are for paul he said us we are all building and god brings an increase then he finished and said me apostle paul i'm a wise master builder he said i've laid a foundation and that foundation no other foundation can ever be laid but let everyone that builds upon this foundation build wisely and he begins to tell us the kind of materials that will be used to build the body of christ how many of you know we are lively stones being built up as a temple for jesus that is who we are so you as are seated like this you are a stone that god has delivered to your two pastors by the time they are done with their work when god finds all of us we must be together as a temple he can dwell inside and apostle paul is telling us that at the end of the day some pastors will build with gold some will build with silver some will build with straw some will build with cotton he said but this is what god will do this is what apostle paul said i went into the third heavens and i saw things that my mouth cannot speak but the man couldn't control himself along the way he would just chip in certain things that thing he said in first Corinthians 3 is so deep he said every pastor's work that is the congregation that you pastored is like a temple you are building and everyone's work will be passed through fire and the fire will determine what sort of material that the church was built with he said those that were built with gold they will be refined he said those that were built with silver they will survive but those that were built with cotton it will be bent off so the greatest reward of your pastors here will not be whatever the experience here on it a time is coming every one of you will be passed through fire what comes out of you will be their reward that is what comes out what listen this thing called church it's not a joke it's not a joke so you don't expect your pastor to pray play along your tune it doesn't work it doesn't work he has a mandate and an account to make over your head at the end of the day the christ the um david christian center that must be presented to god must be made of gold so jesus was talking about the seven churches and the last church maybe if i have time one one of these times i will teach you that seven dispensations that was drawn out of the seven churches and you understand that the last dispensation is where we find ourselves the church of laodicea he said you are neither hot nor cold you say that you are rich but you don't know that you are poor miserable naked and wretched he said come and buy of me good and buy of me gold that means the whole church was not made up of gold why because their pride was way beyond the bar i pray listen and the problem is not their angels the problem is always the submission of the church to what god has delivered to the angels to teach may this ECB be a special church altogether he said that these prophets apostles pastors have been given a responsibility to equip god's people for work for work tell somebody for work you are to work for god you are to work for god my i feel it when a believer 
doesn't know why he has been called into the kingdom and i get scared what will you say in the presence of god when you go you think it is all about receiving a breakthrough in church that's powerful oh. listen you were not saved by service you didn't do anything to be saved but you were saved for service you must be doing something in this kingdom you must it's a workers family meeting so allow me to flow C- can i flow yes. me. so this thing about i just came to visit you me i'm i'm trying the waters i'm testing the waters it doesn't work who is raising you to work for jesus who is raising you to work for jesus whose voice are you connected to your maturity is connected to the sum the pastor that sum that you are part that has been given to a pastor have you seen that all of us have come to minister for one week after that your maturity is not in ourselves it's with these two couple that god has given you they have the responsibility to mature you till you can stand and work for the lord that is the assignment how long have you been to church and what have you been matured enough to be doing for god how long go ahead go ahead for us verse 13 can we all read one to go this will continue until we all come to such unity in our faith and the knowledge of god's son that we will be mature in the lord measuring up to the full and complete standard of Christ wait on there can we read it loud now loud it loud your voice one to go this way what wait so pastor Kingsley will keep on correcting you it must continue he will keep on reminding you that you must be an usher he will keep on reminding you that you must be a soul winner by force He'll keep on reminding you that you must have a devotional life so you will have something in your spirit to share with others. He must keep on reminding you how you should be faithful in giving to the Lord. He must keep on reminding you why you should have a prayer life and a fasting life. He must keep on reminding you the place of humility in your work with God. He must keep on reminding you the place of fellowship with with the Spirit in your work with God. He said he will do that until you come to the unity of the faith. Until you now accept it, receive it, and believe it that this is my life. There are many of us who think that you have a life and then you come to church to serve God and go. No. Faith is life. That is what the church has not been taught. But the other religion has been taught. So they can kill for their faith. They defend it. They live and die for their faith. Christians also have their life and then come to service their faith on Sunday and go back throw it away on monday and go and live their life somewhere but what we don't know is that we must be trained till we come to the unity of the faith that all of us stand for one man called jesus that's all that's all it's very it's very unfortunate that's why there is a little challenge that christianity is going through this time is so easy it's so easy for people to leave church and leave the Christian faith 
because of this lack of understanding he said that your pastor that has been given to you must work on you till we all come to one faith and to the knowledge of the son of god that we live for him and by him he said it is at this point we will be mature in the lord you don't get matured by the different tongues you speak you get matured when your faith is settled that bcc is my family pastor kinsley is the gift that god has given me and jesus is my standard that is the place of maturity he said if you have not gotten here you are not there yet he said when you get here you don't check how much you have been measured to the full and complete standard of christ verse 14 quickly then we will all no, no longer be immature like children we won't be tossed and blown about by every wind of new teaching we will not be influenced when people try to trick us with lies so clever they sound like the truth so you come to church and you are told that fornication is a sin then you go to another place and you hear a doctrine that because of grace you can do what you want and then you come back ah is my pastor deep the way this man is sounding he knows jesus more than my pastor you are you you are going on the highway of distraction that is why he said to some he gave so the one that has been giving you stick to him and when you pay attention to the one that you have been given the benefit is that you will not be like a child no new doctrine teaching will move you you walk with a certain set of belief that i have faith in jesus and that settles the matter and i'm growing to be like jesus he said that settles the matter from today may we receive this grace of maturity verse 15 look at that instead we speak the truth in love now can we all read one to go growing in every way more and more like christ who is the head of his body the church uh-huh he makes the whole body fit together perfectly as each part does its own special work it helps the other parts grow so that the whole body is healthy and growing and full of do you see that he said that we do this so that we all grow to be like jesus he said when we become like jesus the next thing is that we begin to do our own special work so the one who is ushering is ushering so perfectly that because of the level of maturity with which he is ushering it helps those singing to also perform well am i talking to somebody at all he said when we begin to work with on our own special work it helps the other parts to grow the bible says we are different members in one body different members all of us different and when you read first corinthians 12 verse 12 downwards you see it he said don't let the eye say he has no need of the ear he said all that the eye has to do is to grow perfectly the ear grows perfectly and as it matures it must mature in the fashion of christ jesus and when it matures in the fashion of christ jesus the next thing is that it should begin to work a special work and whilst it is working a special work it helps other bodies to also grow perfectly this is what it means Quarishes, cleanness 
protocol access car park whatever i face the first point is that everybody must mature into the fullness of christ he said when we get there we receive the grace to work and whilst we are working we help others to also grow to work so i can see the way i may not be in your department but i can see your submission your humility your promptness your excellence and then i tell myself we are in the same church how come protocol is more excellent than ushering ushers we must do something about it he said that when one is growing more excellently it helps the others to also grow and if you are not growing you affect the whole body can you imagine that my head is growing my hand is growing perfectly but my legs are refusing to grow that is what we call lameness are you getting the picture that's what we call lameness and that's what happens to us all the time the whole body is expected to grow effectively effectively please i'm begging you maturity in this year is all there is allow yourself to be taught allow yourself to grow that is what apostle paul gave in second timothy 2 verse number three that was he talks about how we should we should be like endure like the soldiers of christ jesus then he gives three directions for how we must endure like soldiers he said they do not what entangle themselves with the affairs of this world so he gives us the first clue about soldiers that we must be don't entangle yourself with the affairs of this life so the day you enter the church and you allow yourself to be matured the next the end of that maturity is that you must be working for jesus and when you start to work the condition is that don't entangle yourself with the affairs of this world that is what we are taught to become anytime someone enters into the military as pastor kinsley was saying one thing that is done is that they drain every civilian mindset liberal mindset out of you they take it away that is what apostle paul is telling us the moment you enter into the workforce of god be ready for everything that that liberalism things that are not right be ready to take them away be ready then he commands them to athletes he said that all run the race but the one that run is not crowned until he runs lawfully lawfully there are rules to this work the fact that you are preaching doesn't mean that it moved god there are rules how you do it matters that is why on the final day when at the look at matthew chapter 7 you realize that many people will be angry with god because to them they did something but did they do it in the way of the lord so he said all the atlas run but they are not crowned until we check whether you did it in the right way that is why you are in church you have accepted to do something for the for god in the kingdom but allow yourself to run and align to the vision that god has given the set man and the set woman you don't just do it because you you are you are equipped you have the skill and it's a privilege for the church that you are doing it nobody is doing god a favor you are privileged look into the eyes of somebody tell the person you are privileged and one way to show that you are privileged is to do it the way it must be done do it the way it must be done don't try to tell yourself when i was in the world or where i'm coming from this is how we did it 
and you came here and you are not allowing me to do it the way i want to do it so you should allow me allow me to do it the way you want are you the one that built the church did you die for the church are you jesus whatever jesus wants done is what he will reveal to his people do you know when he was writing to the seven churches in asia he didn't write to the whole church he wrote it to the angels of the churches so when pastor kinsler pastor mildred comes on the altar and says i feel like this you may not know it's a, it's a letter from heaven he may he or she may communicate it very simply i feel like this year like you see both of them are carrying one voice the year of the lord we must serve the lord we must submit these things they are saying it's a letter from heaven to dcc you can't sit back and say it's a privilege i want to uh, allow me to do it the way i want it otherwise i will go hey where are you going to if you leave the presence of god what is left is hello submit to it then he commits them to a hard-working farmer he said you must labor as a farmer hard work diligence push yourself push yourself apostle paul said that the grace of god upon me was not in vain because i labored more than them all when you look at the greek the greek word for the labor it means that for somebody to toil to a point that there is no more strength in the person this work of god is not for comfort and convenience as long as you have breath please serve the lord serve him serve him there is a time coming this hand will not be as strong as you have it so this time that is strong use it to carry chess it's time you know a time will come your eyes will be there but when you are reading you need to take it back screen the eye try to read it this is the time this is the time to use these feet to go on the streets and preach the gospel one time our master came on earth in john chapter 9 he said that i must work the works of him that sent me whilst it is day the apostle paul said i am spent and will be spent for you when he was writing his last letter he said i am being poured out as a drink offering my life is spent for the lord you have been in church all this while and we cannot find you as a committed worker in the church time is running time is running it's running too fast too fast break your defenses allow yourself to be a son and a daughter in the house there are many of us who come to church and still behave like bosses in the church allow yourself to become a son and a daughter when the command comes from the altar that we are all going for evangelism be the first to show up i'm a son I'm a daughter. I must be instructed. I must be commanded. I must be directed. Am I talking to a church here at all? Yeah. You don't behave as if it's a privilege for the man of God and the woman of God to have you around. It's beautiful that you are saved by some error that you are not working. Because one of these days, the parable in Matthew 25 will catch up on you. 
he gave talents before going and then those that he gave five they worked two they worked the one buried it that excuses one day you will have to defend it all why did you bury it why do you know what, what jesus said he said that and the master t- told them bind this person and cast him into the outer darkness the outer darkness is a whole thing altogether. the outer darkness is not in hell it's in heaven it's in heaven very far from the glory of god very far so you will go there but you will stay with tears why because what was given you you buried it there are people who can help with camera you won't you can sweep you won't you can evangelize you won't you can join intercessory team you won't you know what you are doing to yourself you are only resisting maturity and what is happening is that one day your pastor your father and mother will be justified because they taught you god will analyze everything they taught you and then will analyze your reception and then you'll be passed through fire if you do not survive the next place is the outer darkness if they teach you forgiveness please learn to forgive if they teach you love if they teach you humility if they teach you diligence if they teach you holiness if they teach you sanctification is the maturing process so god can use you you must be used some of us the world has used us enough it's time you present yourself for god also the one who died for you to benefit out of your life before you step out out of the shores of this world god must have benefited god god and it's going to happen when this year you will say to yourself i will allow myself some of you should walk to the necessary department in the church and surrender i'm ready what is there for me i have listened to sermons i have clapped i have jumped i have shouted i have done that the results that you have been transformed will be what you are doing for jesus now it is the work that authenticates the maturity if you are not doing anything if heaven cannot benefit from anything you are doing please some of you quote scriptures like water how many souls have you won with the scriptures it's time it's time i pray for everyone here that your maturity will help you to be co-workers together with jesus there is a man coming coming with his reward and he will give his reward to us according to our deeds i don't know how hard your heart has been there's a workers meeting so we can just flow a little i don't know how hard your heart has been there are some of you probably your weakness is stopping you from committing the way you have to commit the time is up there are some of you so many excuses your time is up if it is a sin an addiction something that is stopping you your time is up you walk to the necessary department and say i am here to surrender this life of mine there's a church in china that anytime that somebody comes out that is born again 
the pastor lifts up his hands and say jesus you have received a new eyes you have received a new hand you have received a new feet when you became born again did jesus have a new hand when you became born again did jesus receive a new voice or you came in and you have been quiet all this while why won't you allow yourself to be transformed as a tool in the hands of jesus the bible says that if you will purge yourself from these things then you'll be you will be meet for the master's use and prepared for every good work. that is what we are talking about there are prophets among us but you have only not allowed yourself there are great great singers among us you have not allowed yourself you have simply defended who god has made you to be you are not just to be a member by filling your details on a paper you must be a member by contribution what are you contributing to the advancement of the kingdom there are some of you you don't even know that the money in your accounts was not for you it was for the kingdom you don't know that when god gave you a work it was for the kingdom when he gave you an opportunity job opportunity or for the kingdom when he gave you an admission to school it was for you to go and start a campus ministry there not to put your name on it to put dcc that pastor kinsley and pastor mildred will be there and say i have i have a 50 member fellowship in on campus i've come please send leaders there how beautiful but you don't even know why you are in church can you start something in your home in your area and then come and tell the man of god i started something we are about 20 what can dcc do with it i have that i have that i have that you do know that many of you can it is it's a little move that is happening in ghana right now young people just hire bars and fill it pay it themselves and bring people to church can't you try that that you allow yourself to be used by god and say lord this is me until my last breath please use me just take me as i am and use me that's all that's all i was made for you i was saved for you just use me never forget second corinthians 5 15 he that died for all all that live must also live for you that's why we live that's why we live don't defend your shyness don't defend those things that you have guarded yourself with i beg you this is the year of the lord the year of the lord is the year we are working with him and serving with him connect your ears incline your ears to the voice of your father and your mother every sunday whatever they come with you run with it lord i'm available use me you may not be perfect but if you avail yourself he will use you there are some people who think that they know everything give them allow yourself one day after the other by the time you realize you will be unfolding into a beautiful vessel of god the greatest pride on earth is that you came on earth and you were used by the lord that will be our story after today in jesus mighty name somebody welcome pastor kinsley god bless you